Follow DJ P Dog Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram right now at DJ P Dog. Yeah, girl, you so special. You make a bro want to sing. Yeah, you know I mean. What you mean I can't sing? This is a little love song for all my gentlemen, classy ladies. If you a player out there, sit your tail down somewhere and grow up. <laughs> we could be more, lady. We could be more. We could be more, lady. We could be more. Yeah, if you stepped in, God heal my heartache. And this is way past lust, no prom date And we can be a sweet aroma, strange And they can call us outcast, Andre Told my boys, yeah, catch me, I'm falling You were on my team even when I ain't calling You were patient with your boy in the worst case I was like 9-11, the worst date You been running through my mind, first place Those other girls stay weak like Thursday This is gentlemen's music, boys to men I'm done with that player's life, born again We'll be joined in body and soul Everybody, it's your man DJ P Dog in the mix, and ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to this edition of the show. Special edition, ladies and gentlemen. This is my Valentine's Day special, and I told you guys in the last episode that I will be doing this show. And um, if you're listening here on February 14th, today is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to all of the lovely couples that are out there, man. Shout out to you guys. Let's let's make love happy. Okay, in 2017, let's make love happen. And on this episode, you guys are going to hear my story, okay, on how me and my wife, her name is Zion, how me and Zion got together in our dating relationship, okay? So you're not going to hear anything about our marriage. You're not going to hear anything about our dating relationship. Today, I'm going to spill the beans. I'm going to give you guys all the drama, all the, the, the whole spill. Okay, on how me and my wife got together. I'm talking about from the date from hell. I'm talking about the truth or dare. I'm talking about the the big concert between friends. The whole gamut. We're going to run the whole gamut here on today's show. Okay, but before we get into all of that, got a couple of pieces of business that I want to knock out and get on out of the way. First off, I want to thank you guys, the listeners, for checking me out here on, uh, on iTunes, on Google Play, on iHeartRadio. Do me a favor. Please do me a favor. Subscribe to the show. Every time I upload a show, a brand new episode, um, you'll be notified when it's uploaded. It'll come directly to your device of choice. So subscribe, and, and you won't even have to do any more work. You can just be there and um, hang out, do whatever you want to do. And as soon as I upload a new show, you got it right then and there. And um, also, if you could go to those um, to those areas, or whether it be iTunes, Google Play, or iHeartRadio, and leave a review and a comment, it helps me move up in the ratings a little bit, give me a little bit more exposure to the show, and um, whatnot, and let other people know about um, the show. Okay, got a lot of great things happening here. Also, want to let you guys know that today's show and every show is brought to you by DJPDog.com. You can go to djpdog.com and you can check out my podcast, which you're listening to now. Um, you can listen to the show on my website, stream it, 
on my website on whatever device you wanted to stream it on. You can also check out all of my shows that I have there, whether it be Slam It or Jam It, whether it be the In The Mix Roundtable, the DJ P-Dog In The Mix, um, In The Mix Classic, where I play classic mixes that I've done, Slam It or Jam It, where we review music and critique it. All of it is there on my website, and it's a great spot to go to book DJ P-Dog. So go there and check out all the booking um, information. Check out where I'm going to be because I am coming to a city near you and want to make sure you guys know about that. And we're still counting down the Top 50 Countdown. And if you missed the last episode of the In The Mix Roundtable, we did it. We had the show, one of the highest rated shows, by the way. That's no surprise to me. Highest rated show. And that was the conversation between me and the guy who made those ridiculous comments that my voice at Christian Hip Hop has less weight because I didn't know a video guy. That's right, I brought this guy on my show. You guys find out who he is, what our relationship is like, and we go blow for blow, toe to toe. Ladies and gentlemen, if you missed that episode, it's the last episode of the DJP Dog in the Mix Roundtable. Check it out, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Play, on our website, djpdog.com. It's all there, and of course we are still counting down. The Top 50 Countdown is going on, Top 50 Songs of 2016, and that's all there as well on my website, all right? So now that we got that piece of information out of the way, now that we got that piece of business out of the way, I want to go ahead on and give you guys the quick setup. I don't, I'm not going to be playing a lot of music in this show, but I'm going to be playing some music. So we'll have music breaks, but every song is going to go along with where we are in this story. Okay. You guys are going to hear, I have never recorded this show or, or done any of my radio shows. Telling this story. So you guys are about to hear a whole new side of DJ P-Dog in the mix. And everything that I've had to go through. To get to capture the heart of the woman that I love. Alright. You are about to hear the whole bit. Alright. Now if you guys know anything about me. And at this point you shouldn't know this much. That I graduated from a school in Virginia called Liberty University. And that's where I actually met my wife, in school at Liberty University. But here's the thing. Our story doesn't start with us, okay? Our story actually starts with me, um, before I even met my wife, me, um, and, and I was pursuing, at the time, another young lady at Liberty University. I will not call her name. I will not call many names to protect the innocent Yes, I've been sworn to not speak of names. Now, if any of you guys are listening to the show and you know me from the Liberty days, you know these individuals, and some of you may be those individuals who may be listening to the show, and that's all good. But here's my story. This is my story. Here it is. So there was this one day, I think it was the spring semester of 2003. That's how far back we're going, ladies and gentlemen. And I remember sitting, um, I, was, I was pursuing this young lady, and I thought things were, were cool, and apparently things took a turn, and we decided that we wanted to go our separate ways, and we told each other that we were going our separate ways by way of a note uh, that we wrote to each other, and I basically told her, you know, listen, I don't have time for these games. If you're not trying to be in a relationship like that, then we need to go our separate ways of blah, blah, blah. And in this letter, she tells me, this is not my wife, by the way. 
This other girl tells me, well, I don't, you know, I'm not ready for a relationship, this, that, and the third, blah, blah, blah. So here's where the story picks up with me meeting my wife. So I remember being in the cafeteria this one day for dinner. And I said, man, I'm going there early. I, me and this girl, we just kind of had this whole, not really a breakup because we weren't together. We were talking. But, you know, I'm a little disappointed that things aren't going the way that I think that they should go. So I just want to go to the cafeteria. I don't want to see anybody. I just want to eat my dinner, and I want to be out. That's That was the plan. So I go there. I'm alone, and there's a bunch of new freshmen that are coming in. And one of these individuals is my wife, Zion. And I'm sitting there alone, and she sees me. Now, let me tell you guys, this, this isn't a love at first sight kind of story. So let me go ahead and brace, brace yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. This isn't a love at first sight. But I will tell some truths in this story that I, I probably have never told anyone before, okay? You ever see someone or meet someone for the first time and you get this gut feeling like, man, I don't know what it is about this person, but I feel like we, we're going to have a connection of some sort. I don't know what it is. Well, that's how I felt when I met Zion, my, my soon-to-be friend. At this point in the story. So I see her. And immediately I say. Man I don't know what it is about this girl. But I feel like we're going to have. Some some type of connection. And there was no romanticism. There was no. Oh man she's a beautiful woman. Type of thing. And I'm attracted to her. Although those things were there. That wasn't the case. Because I'm just getting out of this frustrating relationship. I'm not looking for any of that right now. Okay, so we begin to talk and, and we became friends. And from that moment, we developed um, a pretty good friendship. Okay, now, again, I, I was talking to this other girl, now, you know, not talking to her any, any, uh, anymore. So along with Zion, I meet other new friends and, you know, we all get together. We all do the hangout thing and something interesting happens um, with Zion. Now, we're, we're beginning this friendship relationship. My brother was also at Liberty University. He's two years younger than me. He was also at Liberty. Actually, her, him and Zion, my brother and Zion, are actually the same age. And Zion is crushing on my brother. And so, as the good friend that, that I am, you know, she actually she says, hey, you know, Introduce me to your brother, you know, and and I think that our friendship gotten to had gotten to that level, me and Zion, whereas it, it got to the point where, you know, she had some some really attractive looking friends say, hey, listen, you know, you want me to hook you up, with my brother? I tell you what, why don't you um, put me down with one of your friends, you know? So that's where we were in our friendship relationship. Okay, now I want you guys to continue to follow me here. Now let me put that on pause because. Something was going on with me at that time. I, I I thought that I was over this other girl, but apparently I wasn't. Here's what kind of took me for a, a loop. Now, remember I told you she wrote me in this note, okay? This girl, this other girl, wrote me in this note before we decided to part ways. I'm not really interested in dating anybody right now, this, that, and the third. Now, mind you, I had laid some pretty heavy groundwork. Taking this girl out on dates, got to meet the parents, the whole bit, okay? 
she meets this new guy out of nowhere, okay? And the guy tells her straight up, listen, you're a nice girl. I'm not that great of a guy. I'm known to, to string girls along, this, that, and the third. And I'm, I'm, you know, are you sure this is the road you want to go down? Because I'm this kind of guy. She ends up going out with this guy. Now, I've got friends on the campus. By this time, I'm known around the campus as the DJ, okay, by this time. So people knew me. So they're like, man, you know, I thought you and so-and-so were, were talking. Now she's talking to this new guy. What's up with that? So I felt like I was being made look, look like a fool. Now, here's something about this, this young lady who I was trying to pursue and Zion who would soon to be my great friend, girlfriend, fiance, wife, later on down the road. Both of these girls had something in common. And the one thing that they had in common is that they were both in the gospel choir at Liberty University. Okay. Now, at this point in time, the gospel choir, they were doing some fundraising things to raise money for some materials for their choir robes or whatnot. So they decided they had this brilliant idea to do this dating auction, okay? And my wife was a part of the dating auction, and this young lady who I had been trying to pursue was a part of this dating auction. So I say to myself, self, you want to show this young lady who, who lied to you, basically, and told you that she didn't want to be in a relationship. Basically, she didn't want to be in a relationship with me. That's what it was. That the, the 2017 version of me, I get it. Okay? I get it. But the 2003 version of me didn't get it. Okay? So she, she says to me, I don't want to be in a relationship. But she gets into a relationship. Now there's this dating auction going on. And she's one of the, 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 uh, the people participating um, in the auction, like you could bid on her to get on to get a date. So her and and Zion, they were two young ladies in the choir. To say, hey, we're gonna go up, trying to raise this money, and and we wanna, you know, see if we could cash in some chips to to raise some money, and um, we're gonna be a part of this dating auction. So in my brain, I say, you know what? Let me go get my money together. What what little money I got. And I'm going to bid on this young lady. And I'm going to win. Okay? And I'm going to take her out on a date that's going to that's going to that's going to sweep her off her feet. She's going to see everything that she's been missing and it's all it's going to be all good. Okay? Now here's the thing. I was on tour at the time. Okay? So I couldn't make the dating auction. So I had a friend of mine. Okay? This was a pretty well-known gentleman on the campus say hey man why don't you go go in my place i gave him my money say listen this is the amount of money that i need you to bid on this young lady so that i could get on this date for i said matter of fact do me a solid i i, I talked my brother into taking zion out on the date and he wants to bid on her at the auction as well so why don't you bid for me and bid for my brother, and we'll, we'll make it happen. 
So this guy goes to the auction, and the guy, the the young man that um my guy, he's there to bid, but he's got a a, a competitor, okay? The dude that the 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 girl who I was pursuing, the dude that she actually goes out with, decided in his brain, hey man, I better bid on her so nobody else will get her, because this is my lady now. So. I had a little bit of competition, even though I wasn't present at this dating auction. And so they get to the dating auction, and my guy bids, and he goes way past, the bidding war goes way past the amount of money that I gave this guy to, to, to bid on for this date. He pulls out his credit card, and the competitor, the, the girl's boyfriend at the time, decided he wants to tap out. Because when my guy pulled out his credit card, everybody knew. And this was a pretty well-to-do guy. So he had no chance. So all this drama is taking place. And I'm not even there. So I get these calls and these text messages saying, bro, you set this thing on fire. It was crazy. It was pandemonium. And the crazy thing is you weren't even here. And everybody knew who this guy was bidding for, which made the drama and the action that much more sweeter. That's what I do. I entertain even when I'm not present. So that's what we made happen at that dating auction. Fast forward. So that was my last hurrah. I got a, I, I've got the girl now. I'm going out on this date with her, and I'm going to sweep her off her feet. But I don't want to make this just any kind of date. Let's just go ahead on to make this a double date because my brother, he won his auction as well and his, uh, his bid as well. Now, he bid on Zion, okay? So now we're on this date. It's me, this young lady that I'm pursuing, my brother, on a double date with with Zion, okay. Now picture that first of all. Get that mental note in your in your head, okay. I'm on a date with another girl on a double date with my brother, and the girl who was soon to be who will later on be my wife. Crazy. You can't make this stuff up. This is what's happening. Turns out, folks, this turned out to be the date from hell, okay. And here's why. In my brain, I said, I'm going to make this the best date ever. But I think my heart was so hurt that subconsciously I made it the absolute worst date ever. I'm talking about I did all the things that a guy should never, ever do on a date. I complained about the bill. I think I had some smart remark about some of her family members. I mean, it was bad. It was bad. She, we're, 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 I'm doing all these things in the restaurant. This young lady gets up. She goes to the bathroom. She begins to cry. You know, and Zion goes in there with her to try to console her. And then we say, okay, after we go to this restaurant, we're going to go to this, this little spot on the campus where we can shoot some pool and kind of socialize a little bit. So I'm upstairs shooting pool. And the young lady that I had took out on the date, she's like, I don't want nothing to do with this guy. I am done. She's downstairs on the phone. She's calling her friend to come pick her up. She's crying. And Zion comes up to the pool table. She looks at me and says, hey, you need to go apologize to this girl. I'm like, there's no way I'm apologizing. See, my pride wouldn't let me. See, I felt like I was made a fool of. Okay, And this is my subconscious kicking in. Saying, me... I want to make this the best date ever. My heart and my subconscious took over and said, no, this is going to be the date from hell. And that's exactly what it was. 
So this girl by the name of Zion, who will later on be my my wife, sees me at my worst and sees me treat this girl like absolute trash. Okay. Now, here's the crazy thing. After this date happened, I, I, I started getting threatening phone calls from the 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 girl's boyfriend. I got threats from people in her family, uh, you know, heard that, you know, people were coming into town and they were looking for me, this, that, and the third. So I'm, I'm literally, and, and, and mind you, here's the other piece. The entire gospel choir, oh, man, they, they are out for blood, okay? They want nothing to do with me, and when they see me in the streets, they, they're ready to throw blows. It's, it's that crazy, folks, Okay. I'm hiding for my life. And my only redeeming factor is spring break is a week away. Once we get to spring break, all this stuff will die down and it'll all blow over and we can all get on with our lives. Here's the crazy thing, folks. I only had three friends <laughs> who stuck with me after all of this foolishness. My, my, my roommate, some of you guys may know him. He goes by the name of J Beats Exclusive. My brother... And Zion, who would be my my best friend at the time, okay? She saw all this foolishness firsthand. And she said, I'm going to stick with you, blah, 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 and, and all those good things. It's a good thing to have good friends, right? So here's the thing. My brother didn't find too much interest in Zion, okay? Clearly, right? So I'm talking to my brother one day. And I say to him, I say, hey, man, um, why don't you like Zion? Like, she's a really good girl. You know, she's a godly woman. She's got her head on straight. She's got a bright future ahead of her. And I'm giving all these great qualities to him. And he says to me, he says, man, if you find, you see all that stuff in her, why don't you go out with her? And it was like at that moment, like up until that moment, I never, that thought had never crossed my mind. Because this is my friend. This is my very good friend. And plus, she would never go out with a guy like me after she's seen me treat this other girl like this. There's just no way that's happening. So nonetheless, the semester ended. The summertime came. And I'm telling you, when I tell you that, that me and Zion, man, we were really, really close friends. All right? Like, seriously. Again, up until this point, there were no real romantic feelings you know, she would probably tell you that I'm lying, but I'm not. There were no romantic feelings. It was just like, this is a genuine friend. She's seen me at my worst. And the fact that she stuck with me after seeing all that firsthand, man, that's crazy. So this summer, summer of 2003, we're talking like every day, just having normal conversations. How you doing? Catching up, blah, blah, blah. We find out, well, I find out. That um, there's a tour that's coming to Liberty in the fall. And it's with Toby Mac, um, Kirk Franklin, and a group called Soldiers. Back in the day, they were called Soldiers. Some of you guys may know them as the Washington Project. But I, as I, while I was touring, um, previous to that, I actually got a chance to do a couple of shows with Soldiers. And so, um, you know, we became really good friends, me and, um, and, and Josh and, and Rachel and Jacob. We became, you know, we were all cool and whatnot. And I remember reaching out to them and saying, hey, I know you guys are coming to Liberty. You guys mind hooking me up 
with some tickets. And maybe some backstage passes. He said, oh, absolutely, man. Just let us know when, you get, when, it, when it gets closer and we'll make it happen. That's no problem at all. So I'm talking to Zion that summer. I said, hey, you know, this concert is coming through. I got to connect. Why don't we just, why don't we go kick it at this concert? I got, you know, I can get us some, some tickets. I mean, the tickets were pretty expensive, like 50 bucks for floor seats. I said, no worries. I got this covered. Now, mind you, I said that as two friends getting together for a concert to go see Kirk Franklin, Toby Mac, and Soldiers. That's what I, that's, that was, those were my intentions. This is the summer of 2003. That's where my intentions lied, okay? That said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to play a song right now by the one and only Mr. Kirk Franklin. This song is called Love. It's one of my favorite songs. And this is one of the songs he performed at that concert. And we'll get to that concert in a minute. We got a long ways to go before we get to that concert. But here's Kirk Franklin on the DJ P-Dog in the mix. Valentine's Day special. You're hearing it right here on your number one station, which is my show. DJ P-Dog in the mix. Love, a word that comes and goes. But few people really know. What it means to really love somebody Love, though the tears may fade away I'm so glad your love will stay Cause I love you And you show me Jesus You gave me a song. You gave me a song. 
I'll never forget you, Jesus. Now I can go on, cause you love me. It's a mystery. It's a mystery to me. Now I'm blessed, Jesus. I'll love you, Jesus. And now I know. What it really means. Your love is everlasting. So now, summer of 2003 is over. But sometime during the summer, I realized that I wanted to be a little bit more than just friends with Zion. Say, man, we're talking every day. We're developing our friendship. Things are going great. Can't wait to see her um, when we get back to school. All that good stuff, and I and I say, you know what? Maybe I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I will pursue her. Now, let me tell you guys something right now. Usually, when a guy <clears throat> wants to pursue a young lady, he's got certain things. He's got money, he or some some form of cash flow, right? He's got a car. Yeah, it'll be good to take a girl on a date. In a car. Not say let's walk or take the bus or get a ride. Driver. Some direction. Okay. I I had almost none of that. I didn't even have a driver's license. I barely had any money. Matter of fact, when I got back to school, I owed the school money and I had to go do a couple of DJ gigs out of the state. Just so that they would keep me in school. That's That's how bad off I was. Couldn't find a job that summer, so it was terrible. I was broke, and I had nothing, ladies and gentlemen, okay? But I said to myself, I want to pursue this girl. I want to see what, what will happen. But here's the thing. Whenever you have a good friendship with somebody, you don't want to put that friendship in jeopardy and make things weird, you know, because one of you guys are catching feelings. And, and, and here's the thing. I was the one catching feelings. Now, in my feeble brain... I was thinking, okay, I'm talking to this girl almost every day, all right? We're, we're getting really tight. We're getting really close. There's no way that the feeling can't be mutual. But here's the problem that I had. I was such in a state of fear to ruin the friendship that I never told her immediately that I even liked her, okay? I didn't man up. I didn't step up to the plate, all right? So what did I do? I did the next best thing, okay? What, what do most guys usually do when you, you like a girl, you, you're afraid to tell her because you're afraid of rejection? You got you to gotta kind of test the waters a little bit. And who better to test the waters than one of her friends, okay? So I tell one of her friends, and here's the thing. I'm not hiding for some reason, I can't hide the fact that I like this girl, Zion. I can't hide it. People are knowing. People are they, they're talking behind my back. Her friend knew it. She even knew it. Zion knew it. She knew that I liked her. The thing is, she was waiting for me to come out and tell her. So I, I took the, the coward's way out a little bit. Just to test the waters, okay? That's my excuse. So I tell her friend, just to see if her friend would tell her. And, and, and she did. And she's, we're, we're sitting down, me and Zion, at, at lunch one day. And she's hinting at me that she knows. Okay? Now in my brain, it's okay. 
I know that she knows. And I know that she knows that I know that she knows. So now I got to say this. Now I've got to tell her. Okay. But I still don't want to mess up the friendship. So something interesting happened. A group of us decided to come to Durham, which is about two and a half hours away from Liberty, for the weekend. And I said to myself, I said, okay, I'll ride down. And it was a group of girls, by the way. A group of girls. And I'm the only guy. We all decide, hey, let's go to Durham for a weekend. A couple of the girls have family members in town. Of course, I've got family members in town. Yeah, let's do that. I get to get away for the weekend. I'm not on tour this weekend. It's a week off. And so let me let me take advantage and go home. And let me figure out a way to utilize this trip to tell Zion that I like her. At least let me, let's get the ball rolling. This is it. Gets us out of the element of school. Gets into new scenery. You're, you're co- I, get, I get the home court advantage here. All right? You're coming to, to my city. Okay? I know all the spots. I know all the places. You're, I get the home, the, the, the home field advantage here. So these girls come to my house. They meet my parents. But before my parents even meet them, I have this conversation with my mom. I say, listen. You're going to meet these young ladies, and I'm not going to tell you which one, but one of these young ladies is the one, okay? Not the girlfriend, but this is the one, the one that I think that I would want to spend the rest of my life with. She doesn't have a clue that I even like her, but I'm claiming she could be the one. I tell my mom this. So she's being the, the southern giddiness that she is god bless her heart she's trying to figure out which one it is she doesn't guess right by the way she guessed dead wrong <laughs> but nonetheless i got this plan it's this friday night okay saturday me and this group of girls we're going to the mall to hang out we're going to grab food together and this is when it's going to happen i'm going to tell her i'm going to tell zion at the mall Home court advantage, I can't lose. Element, and and here's the thing. Again, I she knew that I knew that she knew. Okay. So I'm thinking to myself, I'm I'm at home this Friday night. I'm writing out my speech. Hey, I'm I really enjoy our friendship. Blah 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 blah. Just want to let you know that if you are willing to take this further, I am. Ah, oh, that's not going to work. That's that's corny. That's not going to work. So I'm coming up with all these different speeches, trying to figure out how can I lay her, lay this information on her, verbally from my mouth, that I like her. Okay, she already knows. It's clear. All these girls knew. Okay, everybody knows. It's just got to come out of my. Mouth. It's not. It's not official. Until it comes out of my mouth. So we get to the mall. And all these girls want to go into this store. And to try on clothes. I was like okay I'm not into this. I'm going to go wait for you guys outside this store. And I'll wait for you. So I'm standing out there. And Zion comes out. And it's just. For the first time that entire weekend. It's just me and her. And my gut of guts. Is saying bro. She is throwing you the alley hoop. 
All you got to do is grab the ball and slam dunk it home. She knows that you want to tell her. She's giving you the opportunity. And what did I do? I choked. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I wanted to do it. The words were at the tip of my tongue, literally ready to jump out of my mouth and into her ear. I, I just couldn't do it. I choked. And, and so I didn't do it. So it's time to go home the next day. We got to get back to school. We get into the car. It's me in the car with three other girls. Zion is one of them. And someone had the brilliant idea. Hey, we got a two and a half hour drive. Why don't we play Truth or Dare? And I promise you guys, I promise you guys, they had this set up beforehand, okay? I promise you guys that they knew this guy ain't told you yet, Zion. Okay, don't worry. We got your back. We're going to make this happen in the car ride. We're going to play Truth or Dare. And so Zion is the first contestant. And she says, so you, know, you got to pick. Who are you going to say Truth or Dare to? She says, these words verbatim mr p-dog that's what she used to call me mr p-dog she says mr p-dog truth or dare now i'm not the kind of guy that does the the crazy dares let's let's i'm not a kid all right so one i'm going to say truth because of pride but in my gut, it, my gut told me, bro, you failed all weekend. You were supposed to have told this girl that you liked her. She's going to do it right here in this car during a game of truth or dare. You've got to say the truth. You've got to tell the truth. This is your way out. Just say truth. And that's what I did. I said truth. She says, Mr. P-Dog, do you like me? And these girls in the car are going nuts. They are giddy. They are all over the place. They're like, this is getting good. This is getting juicy. What is, a, what is he about to say? My first inkling was to lie. That, that's what my, my, my first thought was, man, I haven't done it this far. I'd rather wait. I'm in front of all these girls. It's weird now. I'm being put on the spot. I should have been the one coming out telling her, this is how it's going to go down, in truth or dare. Oh, boy. Okay, so I'm answering the question. Yes. 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 Yes, I like you. I tell you what, man. It felt like two tons coming off my shoulders. The weightiness, like the weightiness of me holding in that information was excruciating, okay? It hurt. I finally get it off my chest. The truth is out there in a game of truth or dare. Later on, it was my turn to say truth or dare. And I asked her the same question. Zion? Do you like me in return? She says, I don't like you in that way, but out of all of my guy friends, I enjoy spending 
time with you the most. And I said, ah, I can, I, I can deal with that. That's not, that's not a rejection. You know, you're, you got me in the friend zone. I'm in the friend zone, okay? Things aren't weird. Great. We get back to campus. Zion calls me on the phone. We talk. And she asks me, you know, I hope you don't feel bad because I don't feel the same way about you. Oh, no, man. Listen, I enjoy our friendship. I'm just glad I got that off my chest. I can breathe, okay? I'm good. If we're not there yet, that's okay. If it's meant to be, it'll be. I'm not pushing it. I just enjoy our friendship. Everything was great. Until the next day. And here's what happened the next day, ladies and gentlemen. These females who were the co-conspirators of this truth of dare shenanigans, they begin to tease Zion about me liking her. These girls were in, we were all in the same classes together. So it was a constant, we're around each other constantly, all of us, this, this group. Zion couldn't handle the teasing, okay? She couldn't handle the teasing. And so what happens? I get the heat, okay? This is what she does. Now, mind you, we're friends. You don't feel the same way about me? No worries. I'm enjoying our friendship. I'm cool with that. I'm okay with that. She decides because these girls are teasing her so much about me liking her, that she is going to cut me off. She's going to punish me, okay? Her friend, the guy that she spent, she loves, she, she enjoys spending time with, right? Who's done nothing, by the way. Who hasn't made anything weird. Who's cool with just being friends. She decides she wants to punish me. So the first thing she does is she deletes my phone number from her phone. So, what is that about? Then she stops hanging out with me. She doesn't answer my calls. She ignores me in class. And I'm like, okay, this is th what is this? So I just have a conversation. And I find out that these girls are teasing her. And I'm, and I'm saying to her, like, really? You're punishing me because of what these people are doing? All right, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. I call her up one day and I say, listen, we need to have a conversation. I enjoy your friendship. But this is ridiculous. Yes, I told you that I liked you and I have feelings for you. I told you that I'm not pursuing those feelings just so that we could preserve our friendship. This, that, and the third. Listen, you got to make a choice. Right here, right now. Either we're going to be friends or we're not. And if this is going to be an issue, I'd rather us part ways and just not be friends if you're going to allow our friendship to be interrupted because of what other people are saying. Which is ridiculous to me. So we decide, she decided, okay, yeah, you're right. This is ridiculous. Let's be friends again. We hugged it out. We, she, she put my phone number back in her phone, and we hung out again. Then she hits me with another conversation. Apparently, she had been talking to some friends who were outside of Liberty about me, and some of these friends had some common sense. Thank God for these friends who said, you know, this Perry guy, this DJ P-Dog guy might not be as bad as you think. Maybe you should give it a chance. So we have a conversation, me and Zion. And she said, you know, maybe we, we will get together. 
Maybe in like two years. All right, I can work with that. Again, I'm not pursuing nothing. I'm cool with just being friends. But if you say in two years, I'll see you in 2005, okay? That's that's where I was at, okay? I was willing to wait two years for this lady, okay? That's where I was at. Got that ray of hope. Or did I? Ladies and gentlemen, the story continues right after this. Here's my man, Christine Gray, keeping the Valentine's Day special going. This song is called, After All. She used to think she was ahead of her time. Kept it bottled inside with a painting by her bedside. Waiting for a chance to romance with somebody in her league. Every fella that ever tries to tell us she's Cinderella, they find out she's walking on glass. And she's like, please, I don't mean no harm, boy. I'm just dealing with a broken past And right now a barber is a feasible offer So I'll have some of that open flask Oh, well maybe it won't be easy after all And maybe I'll just have to break a smile after all It may be a lonely evening after all I'm saying after all So when a guy likes a girl and, and she puts the guy in the friend zone, but then tells the guy, hey, maybe we will get together in like two years. You know, you hang on those every words and you take them to heart. So after she told me that, after Zion tells me that, she decides that she wants to invite me to this get together with some more friends. It's this birthday party for a mutual friend that we had, and it was a guy friend. And so she says, hey, why don't you come to this party? Um, So-and-so is having a birthday party, and, and he's invited a bunch of us, and I'm invited, and I want to invite you to come hang out with us. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. This is the woman that I, I'm going to be with in two years, right? Yeah, let's go hang out at this party. So I'm excited. I'm excited because Zion... My friend, at this point, my best friend, who I have these, these emotions and these feelings for, she's inviting me to this get-together to hang out. I'm thinking, yeah, man, this is, this is the start, okay? We about to get the little snowball rolling, right? So I get to the party, <clears throat> and I mean, she's nicely dressed. I mean, drop-dead gorgeous, okay? My goodness. I'm like, oh, man, this I don't know if I could wait two years. This is this is too much for me to handle right now. But I begin to notice some things, some really strange things at this party. And one of the strange things I, I'm like, oh, man. You know, she invited me to the party to come over at seven. She's been here since three. At this guy's house. Why would she come at three and invite? Uh, no worries. But then I begin to notice that her and this guy whose party it is, they get there a little cozy with one another. I'm looking at this and I'm like, wait a minute here. Is she talking to this guy? Are they are they talking? First of all, I'm I'm confused. I'm like, no, me and Zion, we're best friends. We talk about everything. But I don't think we ever talked about this. What is going on here? 
unbeknownst to me, her and this other guy had been talking. They had gone going out on several dates. I knew nothing about this at all. And I think Zion did the justifiable thing by not letting me know. Being that I was in such a fragile state. Because I had just been outed in a game of truth of the dare that I liked her. I was in a pretty fragile state of mind, okay? Couldn't take a, a whole lot. But now I'm noticing, now I'm asking myself these questions like, why would she invite me to a party with the guy that she's going out with, or going out on dates with? They're not an official couple. But come on, man, is that, that's, that's, that's tacky, okay? That's not okay. That's not cool. So we all got to go back on campus. Now, mind you, I told you guys I didn't have a car. So this guy, mutual friend, okay, I knew the guy. He's driving Zion back. I said, hey, let me jump into the car too. I'm going to make this as awkward as possible. And the guy knew that I liked Zion. He knew because I guess Zion had told him. And so in his brain, he's probably like, why is this dude in here blocking? <laughs> yes. That's what I'm doing, my brother. I am, I am, I am Dikembe Mutombo, not in my house. Okay, that's what I was doing, blocking, big time. And the guy gets out the car, and I and I and I say to I say this poem to Zion. I can't even remember what it was. It was something that I probably saw from Steve Urkel or something. I don't remember what it was. But she thought what I said was sweet. She was. She actually said, "Why do you say such the sweetest things?" And I'm like, why did you invite me home to this party? Why would you do that? I'm pissed, bro. Like, and, and pardon my language, but that's how I felt. I was heated, okay? Now, mind you, let me, let me, let me back up just a second, just to kind of keep this staple in you guys' mind here. This past summer, that, that summer, before we got back to school, me and Zion made plans to go to this concert, okay? Kirk Franklin, Toby Mac. And my friend's soldiers. That's what was going down. Okay. Now this guy. Had the car. He had the money. He lived off campus. Man I had nothing. Okay. Now at this point. I'm heated. I'm like first of all. You're, you're jerking me around. Telling this design. I'm saying you're jerking me around. Just last week you told me. Maybe we'll get together in two years. You know we're supposed to be going to this concert. Not saying that that's a date or anything, but we're friends. And I'm I'm so heated. I'm done with her. I'm like, listen, I don't want to be your friend. I don't want to see you. The concert that we said that we we're going to, I'll just take somebody else. I got the tickets already. I don't want I don't want nothing to do with you. I'm done. I'm heated. Okay. This I didn't say this to her. Okay. I said this in my brain. So I woke up the next morning, super early after this party. And I walked around campus, and I said this prayer. I said, okay, Lord, I really feel like that this girl is the one. I'm, 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 I'm past the like stage, all right? I'm past the like you stage. I'm in the love zone. And this girl's got me in the friend zone, and she's literally stringing me along saying, hey, maybe in two years, and in the process, going out with other guys. I don't understand that. Anyways, I'm like, okay, Lord, if this is your will, you're going to have to make this happen. 
I kid you not. Five minutes later, Zion calls me. She says, hey, I'm in the library. Why don't you come up here and hang out? Let's talk. She knew that I was hurt from the night before. I said, why didn't you just tell me? Why would you tell me to, you know, a week ago, maybe in two years, and then I find out like this? You invite me to this guy's house. You invite me to his party. You're his date. She's like, well, I thought things would be cool because we're all friends. And No, it's not cool. Ken, I'm past the like you zone. I'm in the I love you zone. I never said this to her because then things would have really gotten weird, right? And I say, you know what? Maybe we should call off this concert. I don't feel like going through the, the I just don't want to do this. If you're going out with this dude, go out with the dude. I'm going to go about my business. You go about your business. And she says, no, let's still go to the concert. It's in two weeks. You know, I, I apologize. This, that, and the third. And I accepted her apology. She could have told me anything, man. I was so, she had me strung around her finger. And, and, and one, I don't think I realized it. And I don't know if she realized it or not. But nonetheless, that's where we were. And so, I, I actually started talking to other girl, to other girls in this, you know, within the two weeks. And I told this one girl, you know, very nice young lady. And I said, listen, you're cool. I'm enjoying our time together. But I got to be honest with you. I like another girl. And, you know, we could kick it. But I don't think it's going anywhere. And she understood. She, she, she was cool with me being honest and upfront. <sighs> boy, oh boy. So I'm cool with this other girl, but we're just friends. But now it's coming up to the week of this concert. Kirk Franklin, Toby Mac, and my friends, Soldiers. And Soldiers actually had a song that they did back in the day. It's called True Love Waits. This is the Valentine's Day special, so I figure why not. Here's Soldiers. This joint is called True Love Waits. And on the other side of this, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you guys what happened with me and Zion the week of this concert. Stay tuned. You've walked this road so many times And you swore you knew your way But now you're looking in persuasive eyes And you don't know what to say When he tells you he loves you When he tells you he needs you So we get to the week of the concert, ladies and gentlemen. Big concert that me and my friend are going to together. 
me and my friend Zion going on this concert, going to this concert together. It's not a date. Just two friends kicking it. Remember when I told you guys about the date from hell and how my heart and my subconscious kicked in and just took over? It happened again. But this time, it wasn't something from hell. It, it was something way better. I had this brilliant idea. I said, man, we're already going to this concert. Our friendship has been rocky. Let me try to do my part to make this concert as special as possible. So I, I created this invitation. I went and got Zion's favorite candy. And I had a roommate put it um, on her bed for her. She appreciated that. A little bit of creativity there. Said, listen, we're going to this concert. But let's go out to dinner beforehand. You know, she knew I didn't have a car. I set all that stuff up, made the arrangements for us to get from place to place. So we made it happen. So it's the, it's the week of the concert. She accepts the invitation. By the way, side note, her and the other guy, they're not talking anymore. Apparently, dude didn't feel the same way about her as, you know, she liked the guy. Didn't go anywhere, but um, didn't happen. So that's out of the, that's no longer on the table. She told me that I didn't care. Because at this point, it's like I don't even care about the whole dating thing anymore. Let's just be friends. And let me push that. And so that way I don't keep getting hurt. Okay? Because I can't take any more blows uh, with this anymore. Week of the concert. Now, the night before the concert, Zion called me up. Said, hey, meet me at the library. want to have a conversation with you. She doesn't remember this, according to her. I do. She says to me, what are your true intentions behind this concert? We set this concert up, you and I, to go on this concert, go to this concert eons ago. During the summertime, you've sent me this invitation. You got my favorite candy. You're talking about going out to dinner tonight the, the, before the concert. What are your true intentions? And I was honest. Kind of, sort of. <laughs> okay. I said, well, my true intentions are, you know, I just want to take my friend out. You know, let's go hang out. Let's go kick it. She knew I was lying. Okay. She knew I was lying. In my, in my head, that's what I wanted to say. In my heart, I knew this was the date that I had originally meant to happen before the date from hell happened. I want to take her out. I want to sweep her off her feet. And I want to, to win her heart. That was my intention. That was my true intentions with this concert. But I didn't let it come out of my mouth. So because she knew that I lied, she teased me and said, you know what? Concert's off. I don't, I don't feel like, I, I think you're being dishonest. Concert's off. Now I'm hit with the, oh, crap. So I didn't, I, I gave her her space. She calls me up the next day and says, you know what? I'm cool. Everything's cool. I slept on it. Had a good night's sleep. Today is a good day. The sun is out. Shining bright. We're going to the concert tonight. I'll see you for dinner. Let's do this. Bet. I'm good. Everything's good. I got our transportation together. We go out to this burger joint. We have a great conversation. Great vibes. Everything is all good. Two friends. Okay. Hanging out. Getting ready to go to see Toby Mac, Kirk Franklin, and Soldiers. 
We get to the door of the, the concert because I had to call the management for soldiers to get my tickets because they didn't have them at will call. They let us into the building before everybody else. And we get floor seats. Now, mind you, I told you guys, the floor seats were super expensive. All right. On the side of the floor seats were the stands. And over in this one section were all these people who were in the gospel choir, all the people who wanted blood. All right. They see me and Zion sitting on the floor together. So they're calling her saying, how did y'all get floor seats? And I'm, I'm looking at them popping my collar, giving them the yeah, because she's with DJ P-Dog kind of look. Because I got the rub. I got free tickets. I got backstage passes. The whole bit. That's what I got. So we're having a great time during this concert. Okay. Now I told you guys, Kirk Franklin was there. He closed out the show. Amazing show, by the way. My first time ever seeing Toby Mac, I became a fan instantly. Of course, my friends, soldiers with the opening act, they killed it. But Kirk Franklin had this section in his show. And, and this was monumental for me, okay? He had this section in the show where he said to, to everybody in the crowd, look to your neighbor and tell them something that you're thankful for, okay? So I look at Zion and I said to her, I'm thankful that I finally have my friend back. And it was like this, this emotional rush for me. Like, you know what? I'm not telling you this. Yes, I like you. I love you at this point. But you know what? I know you don't feel the same way. And I'm cool with that. I'm just glad I got my friend back. We could put we pushed through the foolery. We pushed through the 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 teasing. We pushed through you bringing me out on, on being the third wheel on your dates. We pushed through all of that. I'm just glad that I got my friend back. And that for me was the the moment during that event that was was so cool for me. It felt like yeah, yes, I got these feelings, but I could push past them to preserve the friendship. And it was it was amazing. It was great. The concert is over. We get to go backstage. We meet some of the artists, blah, blah, blah. Now, here's the thing. I'm still on the road touring, and I've got to literally leave. I, I can't even walk her to her, to her dorm because my ride is waiting for me outside of the concert because we got to leave to go do a show in D.C., so before I leave her, I tell her how much of a good time I had that night. And she tells me how much she enjoyed herself. It was great. We hug each other and I leave. Okay? The goodbye. I say goodbye, get on the road, and I'm out. Here's what my wife tells me today. Here's what she's always told me. The hug. Okay? After the concert, after everything is done, it was the hug that was the spark. It was kind of like that. If you guys ever know that, that movie, Back to the Future, the, the first one. And you see Marty McFly's parents at the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. And they have that one moment where they kiss. And, and Marty's mom says, that was the moment I knew that I wanted to be with your dad. 
For us, it was the hug. After the concert, standing outside, it was the hug that did it for Zion. She says, that was the hug that made me fall for you. Like, that was it. Nothing else. That was the it moment. Okay? Now, here's how the tables turn, ladies and gentlemen. I'm bringing this story here to a close. I leave to go out of town on tour. Man, I just had this great, amazing time with my friend, my best friend. You know, I'm cool, but now it's time for me to go to work. Got to get busy. Got to do what I do. I'm on the road in the entire day. Zion is blowing my phone up. I'm talking about literally calling me every hour. How are you doing? What are you up to? When do you get back? Matter of fact, when you get back, let's get together and hang out. You know, this, that, and the third. And she tells me, hey, the gospel choir has got a gig um, Sunday morning. Why don't you come and join us? And um, there will be dinner after. Now, at this point, I'm like, okay, am I in the good graces of the gospel choir now? Okay, after the whole date uh, auction shenanigans, are they cool with me now? I don't know. I didn't care. My best friend wants me to come and join her and see her sing on Sunday morning. I'm going. So we meet up that Sunday morning. We're all in the car. She's sitting next to me in the car, and she grabs my arm, lays her head on my shoulder, and says, I missed you. I'm like, oh, no, ain't that cute. I missed you, too. You know, I was going all day yesterday. We had a great time Friday night. I miss you. I'm, I'm, I'm oblivious. Okay? I'm oblivious. Because, see, now the tables have turned, ladies and gentlemen. The tables have turned. I'm so much into the friend zone at this point that I don't even realize that the, I don't I don't even realize the pattern of things that were ha- that was happening. I didn't realize that the fact that she was blowing my phone up meant something. I didn't realize the fact that she grabbed my arm and laid her head on my shoulder and tells me how much she misses me. I didn't think that that meant anything. So we hang out that Sunday, go to the gospel choir event and we, we hang out afterwards. Now, I told you guys that I was talking to this other girl as well. She was out of town that weekend going home. Something happened in her family. And I don't know what the whole story is. But nonetheless, so me and Zion are sitting in this lounge on the campus. And she comes out and tells me. She says, hey, I think that I want to try out this relationship thing with you now. And I'm stunned. All right. Do you guys hear me? I'm stunned. After all the, the, the foolery, after all the foolishness, after me trying to suppress my feelings for her. She's telling me now, I think that I want to be with you. And what do I do? I did what any young G would do. I put my arm around and said, all right, then let's make it happen. Oh, but dang it, I got this other girl. No lie, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not making none of this up. Almost immediately, this other girl calls me on the phone. And she says, hey, you know I went home this weekend. Got some stuff going on with my family. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to return back to school. I just wanted to let you know that. I said, you know what? 
It's no problem. I'll be praying for you and your family. And um, I hope everything works out. I'll see you when I see you. And it was kind of like, ah, I don't have to have that conversation. Because the girl that I really want to be with, I finally got her. Let's make it official. Let us make it official. And ladies and gentlemen, we did right then and there. That was the beginning of our dating relationship. Okay? We had to get through all of that stuff to get to that one moment. Now, here's the crazy thing. We set up that concert that summer. We didn't get to that concert till sometime in, I think it was November. Okay? The, the irony that everything led up to that moment, to that day, that moment in time, all those events had to unfold exactly the way they unfolded. To get to that concert, to have a great time at that concert, to get to the hug, the hug that did it all, ladies and gentlemen. What can I say? I'm like a big teddy bear, you know. Doesn't doesn't take much. But nonetheless, it all got to that moment. You can't make this stuff up. The woman of my dreams, who would later be my girlfriend at the time, to fiance, to now wife. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the story. I'm sticking to it. Final song here on the show. My man KB. This song is called Always and Forever. And on the other side of this, I'm going to tell you guys what's coming up next here on the In The Mix Radio Network. Guys, have it, man. That is the story. 
that is the whole situation. And yeah, there it is, man. That's how me and my wife got together. So here's what's going to happen um, coming up. I'm going to bring my wife onto the show. And we're going to talk a bit about our dating relationship leading up to marriage or where we are now. Just to kind of kind of get you guys up to speed on where we are now. I don't. We're not going to come on with a bunch of stories like I did today. I think you guys needed to hear that story. Because there's some kid out there. There's some guy or girl out there who may be going through the same thing. You need that hope. And hopefully, you can get that hope right here with DJ P-Dog in the mix, all right? Also, coming up here on the In The Mix Radio Network, um, I've got a new episode of Slam It or Jam It with my man Jay Roach and Ben Barry. And, man, we discuss some great things. One, we um, we discuss um, the song Brighter Day by Carlton Jones. You'll find out if we slam it or jam it. Also, in that episode, we talk about Chance the Rapper, at the Grammys, Show Baraka versus Lifeway, and we address some comments that were made by some of the DJs at Engine Radio, a Christian hip hop radio station in Houston, Texas. We um, we talk about some of those things. That's all coming up here on the In the Mix Radio Network, ladies and gentlemen. That is my story. I'm sticking to it. I'm your man DJ P Dog in the mix. I'm gonna holler at you guys later. One love, peace. Bad days, I suppose Too much for me to remember Let me back up, I'm too close Now I can see the whole picture You made something out of nothing, nothing You made something out of nothing, nothing P-Dog stands for Perry Depends on God's Grace Hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at DJ P-Dog. That's DJ P-D-O-G-G or www.djpdog.com. I'm going to holler at you guys later. One love. Peace.